the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL.com and on the app, you're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thanks for tuning in. Kind of cloudy day today, rain off and on, sometimes a little drizzle, sometimes a downpour, sometimes nothing, just kind of... Mm. Uh, 55 to high, down to 42 tonight, may get some more rain. Supposed to get a little sunshine tomorrow, maybe a medium amount of sunshine. And a high up to 60. Sixers 126-121 over the Lakers last night. Sixers head coach Doc Rivers talked about the win. I mean, we won the game. I'll just leave it at that. Like, I thought uh, we played and won the game. It wasn't a uh, masterpiece at all. You know, it's, I just think we, maybe sometimes I look at a different lens, but we scored 126 points and we shot 52%. And I thought we were not very good offensively, which is amazing when you think about it, like how good I think we should be and can be. Uh, and then defensively, you could tell, you know, LeBron and those guys went out there and, and we played that way. Uh, but give them credit. Frank had those guys, they played hard, they moved the ball, uh, ran good stuff. Give them a lot of credit. Oh, that's a lot of firepower sitting on the bench. Sixers head coach Doc Rivers talking about the fact that LeBron James, superstar player that he is, not on the court for the Lakers last night, and uh, perhaps that the Sixers should have won by more than just five points. But at least, as Rivers said at the beginning, he did get the win after all. The newly acquired James Harden had 24 points and talked after the game about what it's like to play on a team with the experience that he has personally, but also with experienced players around him. And it makes it a lot easier when you got guys that just are great people that work hard. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure you, and you guys professional people that work hard that should just come in and they just smile and they're happy. You know what I mean? They do their job. Like, I mean, then there's maturity, there's growth. It's Irish. You know, he works hard. He puts the work in. And then obviously we seen last game, you know, against Miami what he did. So it makes my job a lot easier to go out there and just do what I do and then lead uh, as far as, you know, being vocal when I need to. James Harden of the Sixers. Uh, of course, his arrival with the team a few weeks back has altered the a path a bit for Tobias Harris, one of the Sixers' star players. He used to score a lot of points every night. Now, sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. Kind of depends on what's going on in a given game. Last night, he happened to have 20 points, and Harris talked about that back and forth part. You know, just being able to take advantage of the opportunities wherever they come. And, uh, you know, our conversation was more about just the patience. The patience about, it. like, there may be five shots one game and maybe 13 the next, you know what I'm saying? So just being confident in that and um, letting things work, work itself out and just doing all the other things on the floor. And, uh, you know, what I've been doing is just going out there and defending my tail off and, and making the right plays offensively to, for us to have even more flow throughout the game. So, you know, I kind of pride myself on, on that as well, staying solid. And when the opportunities come to, to make, make those looks, I'll, I'm ready for them. Tobias Harris of the Sixers. Joel Embiid also had 30 points for the team, which – are at the Clippers tomorrow night at 10.30. Uh, Flyers are at St. Louis this evening at 8. Most recently, they lost to Detroit 6-3. They were actually down, I think, 3-0. Uh, rally to make it 3-2.
Then it was 4-2, then 4-3. Couldn't quite catch Detroit. Wound up losing. Flyers interim head coach Mike Yo talked about that. Obviously, there's some things that we can be better at um, execution-wise. We had some turnovers uh, tonight, and we got to be a little bit sharper there. You know, that's obviously, you know, some of it's with our defensemen and also our forwards. A lot of turnovers in the neutral zone, which put our, our D under some pressure, so we got to be stronger there. But I, I did like the, the way the guys kept battling back for each other here tonight. We just didn't find a way to tie it up. Flyers interim head coach Mike Yo, the uh, Phillies and Pirates doing the spring training ball game thing this afternoon, and one of the newcomers to the Phillies, Nick Castellanos, uh, signed as an outfielder from the Cincinnati Reds. Who, what I love about him, he won the uh, Heart and Hustle Award for them. You certainly can never have too many players like that. He talked about what it's uh, meaning for him to be joining the Phillies, and also gave a little nod to uh, how uh, he got here. One of the players who helped recruit him. Well, first off. The organization's committed to winning. You know, you see that from the start with our with ownership. So just the opportunity to, to be here, to play with these guys. You know, I'm excited to be teammates with Bryce again. We won a gold medal together in um, Venezuela in 2009. So just a lot of things for me to be excited about. Also, my wife's family is an hour away in Jersey. So, you know, really convenient. Bryce, Bryce also played a part in getting this deal done. So, you know, big uh, thanks to him. Philly's new outfielder, Nick Castellanos, who did not play today. Neither did Bryce Harper, although Reese Hoskins did, who uh, signed the contract, uh, a one-year deal the other day, and hit a two-run homer. That's a nice start for him. Aaron Nola was on the mound for a few innings today. Did pretty well. Gave up a couple home runs, but struck out a few. They actually had a 3-3 tie. Game got delayed because of rain. They were like, all right, we're done. So five innings, Pirates and Phil's tied this afternoon at three. Uh, the other scoreboard, oh, don't can't forget, March Madness is tonight. College hoops resuming. 16 teams are left, and among them, uh, locally Villanova. They'll be taking on Michigan at 729, approximately. Four games tonight, I think four more tomorrow, and then we go from there. The uh, little pool that I'm doing with my two sons, I'm being obliter- obliterated in. I have one team out of the 16. We kind of divvied them all up. And one son, Toby, has eight. My son, Tim, has seven. And I have one, which I, I really couldn't have done if I tried. I couldn't possibly have picked as poorly as I did, but somehow I did. I do have Duke, and they play tonight. So it's possible in a few hours I'll be completely out of the mix. If they win, if Duke wins the rest of their games uh, with Coach Myshevsky, it's his last year, I'm not sure I might still be able to win our pool. We're not doing money. We're just uh, having a fun, you know, hoop bragging rights thing. So uh, anyhow, we'll see how that goes. But Uh, The other scoreboard that matters a lot is our partnership with Save the Children. I give you an update every day on this as we get numbers from them. And uh, we've had some steady progress, but been on the slow side, to be honest. And I think part of that is there's a lot of attention spent on Ukraine. There's a lot going on in the world. And that's all understandable. If you think about it, uh, Save the Children, which works in 100-plus countries, their work can't stop just because maybe some other things rise to to the foreground or come to the foreground. And so we want to pay attention as much as we can and, and our commitment to Save the Children specifically has been revolving around providing a plumpy nut, which is a special protein-rich, calorie-rich, uh, and a peanut-based food that's beautiful because it's also non-perishable. So uh, you don't have to you know, have a refrigerator or electricity to store it or whatever. And it's easily administered to help bring children back from the brink of starvation. It's a stark thing. It's a hard thing to talk about, to think about. And we can't save every child, but we can do something. So in a nutshell, if you want to help, where our goal is to help rescue a couple of hundred children, $60 one time would do that. 
or $5 a month for a year, whatever is easier for you. The number to help, 855-863-5492. 855-863-5492 or at WFIL.com. Just takes a moment to do and helps keep the ball moving forward. I'd love to come back on the air tomorrow with a nice boost to report. A nice shot in the arm, if you will. We get an update each day from Save the Children. Most importantly, whatever you can do, it's part of the fabric of WFIL. It's what we do, and we encourage you to be part of it in some shape or form. Again, $60 one time or $5 a month for the next year helps cover the cost of one child rescuing him or her from severe acute malnutrition. And what a blessing that is. It all adds up and we'll continue to update you over the next week or so as we wrap up our partnership with Save the Children. We hope that we're able to get to that goal of 200. Most importantly, the power of one and helping save one child will be a wonderful thing. 855-863-5492, 855-863-5492 or WFIL.com. Looking forward to having a special guest join us this hour. His name is Dr. Andrew Farley, and he's written a book called The Grace Message. Can the gospel really be this good? Looking forward to having Dr. Farley on the program in just a moment. Listen to the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. You're listening to a podcast of the Tim DeMoss Show. Heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. AM560 WFIL, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, and we welcome aboard Dr. Andrew Farley to the show. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing great, Tim. Thanks for having me. Sure. I think we have had you on at least once before, maybe a couple of times. I think last year you had a book out that was a a Salem's Book of the Month, and uh, I know you've written a few. So Yeah, over the last decade or so, I've written about nine books, I think it is. And uh, yeah, I've been on with you before. It's always a good time. That's great. Well, today we're going to talk about the grace message. Is the gospel really this good? And uh, before folks uh, go, we go any further, thegracemessage.org. Is that a good place for folks to look into the book and also the things that you're doing? Yes, absolutely. Thegracemessage.org. Okay. So before we get into the book, if you do just a little setup, uh, just share however much you'd like of your testimony, because obviously that's a key part to being able to be in position to write a book like The Grace Message. Yeah. So I was uh, 19 years old and I was on the floor of my apartment and man, I was begging God for answers. I was saying, God, I'm doing everything the the religious world told me to do. I'm sharing my faith with everybody that I meet and I'm in church every time the doors are open and I'm reading my Bible four and five hours a day. And yet I still don't feel like I'm close to you, God. So where did I go wrong? Why is my formula broken? And Tim, it it was not a lightning bolt out of heaven. It was more like 10 years of replacing old thoughts with new thoughts. And I really needed a better understanding of God's grace. I mean, I I think I was trusting Jesus for heaven, uh, but not for daily approval. And uh, this relationship uh, that I had with God, it didn't feel solid. It felt like I was, you know, I would go to bed late at night. And if I had not shared Christ with enough people that day, then I would literally get up and go to a 24 hour grocery store and find somebody to share my faith with so that I could feel better about me so that I could sleep. And, 
you say, well, that's pretty intense. And it was, but all I was doing was acting out the, the teaching that I had heard. And I had just not gotten a really good foundation in God's grace. So, you know, decades later, that's why I wrote this book, The Grace Message, to really encourage people in the love and forgiveness and acceptance of God. After all, that's our true motivation. Interesting. And so you had grown up uh, uh, clearly, I guess, then in a Christian home and going to church and all that. So, but everybody has a different experience uh, depending on where they went and how serious their parents perhaps were or weren't, if there were parents in the home. So it sounds like this has been marinating for a long, long time. Oh yeah. I mean, I grew up and I became a believer at eight years old. And uh, so I definitely knew the basics of the gospel about how to get to heaven and how Jesus takes you there and how it's all about him and not about us. Uh, but then, you know, five years, 10 years later, you you just, uh, well, you hear a lot of mixed messages in the religious world. And basically I thought, well, now that I'm a Christian, I, I really need to impress God. And it almost came across as God is in love with a future version of me. You know, God's God's in love with the version of me that prays more and tries harder and does more and loves more. And that's rejection. I mean, ultimately, you know, we don't realize it when we hear a message like that, but it, it essentially communicates that God is rejecting you in the present and he's in love with a, a better version of you in the future. And so you're always trying to self-improve and do more and be more and serve more and volunteer more. And at the end of the day, a, a message like that will debilitate you and exhaust you. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm just wanting to highlight how much God really loves us and likes us and what the grace message really is all about. Yeah. Dr. Andrew Farley is our guest today on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL in Philadelphia. The book is called The Grace Message. Is the gospel really this good? You know, there are two ways to go about this. You can talk about what grace is, what grace isn't, or perhaps, you know, what does it look like to live under his grace and in light of his grace, or all the problems or reasons people don't or they struggle with the message. I'm thinking it's easier to go the what are all the problems message. Can we start where you actually kind of just unpack some of the key things or thoughts that are in the book about what does a person really need to know and understand from the positive? What does it actually look like? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, the average Christian, I think uh, they don't know the difference between grace and mercy. I mean, uh, mercy is when the police officer pulls you over, you were going a hundred miles an hour and he says, uh, Hey, I'm not going to give you a ticket today. That's, that's mercy. But Grace is when he pulls out a thousand dollar bill and hands it to you. Uh, that's grace. That's that's ridiculous. That's over the top. It's undeserved favor. And that's the difference between grace and mercy. And I would just say, you know, also the average believer might think, well, you know, grace is uh, when God's like a banker and he cancels your debt uh, or God's like a travel agent and he books you for a new destination called heaven. And those are great things, but there's more to grace than that. It's also that God is a heart surgeon. He takes out your heart of stone. He gives you a new heart, a new spirit. He gives you his spirit. Uh, You become a new creation. You get a brand new identity. I mean, there's a lot more to grace than just forgiveness and heaven. And so in the grace message, I'm saying, hey, this this is going to inspire and motivate like never before. Uh, We're meant to live in freedom. That freedom is real. Jesus said, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. Uh, That's real. Uh, The gospel is better than we can possibly imagine. And that's what the grace message is all about. 
It should be noted uh, that as I was reading the grace message, just to encourage or point out to the listeners that there are scripture references all the way through. You can't miss them. There are so many because Mm -hmm. I think someone might hear about a book like the grace message. They may have their concerns like, Oh, is it going to be, and we can get into this in a second. Uh, Like it's more of an opinion piece or you're trying to write this persuasive thing about whatever, but you, you, I mean, I don't know how many, I didn't count them all, but there are dozens and dozens of scriptures Every few feet along the journey, here's another one, here's another one, here's another one. I mean, that must have been very important to you, obviously, in putting this together. Yeah, so that's the way I write my books, uh, Tim. What I do is I decide what scripture is going in first and where, and I decide on the sequence of those scriptures because I want people to get that message first. And then everything else is window dressing, uh, analogies and stories and helpful tools to people uh, those go in second. So you're right. I mean, literally, there's probably 200 plus different references in this book. And that's the way I write. That's the way I'll always write, because without the scriptures, we we really don't have a message. Uh, you know, we're here to proclaim one message, and that's the message of Jesus himself. Dr. Andrew Farley is our guest today on the Tim DeMoss Show. The book, The Grace Message, is the gospel really this good? Uh, thegracemessage.org as well online. Uh, and just to kind of follow up that thought, again, the volume, the sheer volume of scriptures, uh, it'd be one thing if you use two or three, and then people, well, he's taken out of context. It's kind of hard to accuse you of taking anything out of context because it's, there's so much scripture you're using. You know what I'm saying? The, the, the sheer volume of it, as well as the accuracy of it. But I'm just saying that that also strengthens the fact that, because I, th- I think people's hearts may struggle and wrestle with the grace yeah. message, right? So you've, I'm sure you've seen that. Yeah. So you you grow up and and what do they tell you in school? You work hard and you're going to get good grades and then you get your first job. They say you work hard and you'll be promoted. And so we live in an achieving system. Planet Earth is all about achieving. And then the gospel is all about receiving. Uh, Planet Earth is all about trying and the gospel is all about trusting. And so grace turns everything upside down. And you're right. Uh, Once we come to Christ, we're we're having to reprogram and get our minds renewed and and in a sense to start all over with this new program of grace. And, you know, Titus 2 says the grace of God teaches us to say no to sin and and to live upright lives. Uh, the kindness of the Lord leads us to repentance. So we grow up convinced that, you know, we need a kick in the pants. We need people to be angry at us. Uh, we need to be inspired by a sense that I'm not good enough yet. Uh, And yet the gospel starts with you're the righteousness of God and you're forgiven and holy and righteous and blameless. I mean, that's how the gospel starts for you on day one when you're saved. So you get all the goods up front. And that's very different from the way the world treats us. (laughs) Get a big signing bonus right out of the the guaranteed. (laughs) (laughs) Right. right. Well, what do you one thing that comes to mind? uh, I was going to ask you, like, what do you think gets in the way? when it comes mm-hmm. to living this way under grace. And there's a lot of different things I can think of. Probably one of the most common concerns, if you want to call it that, a person might have is that someone will take advantage of it and therefore either cheapen it or perhaps even, quote, unquote, nullify it. So, right. I mean, I think you mentioned early on cheap cheap grace is a license to sin. And humorously, you say people seem to be sitting just fine without a license. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, you look at the Christian world and half of us are scared to death of God. We wonder if uh, 
He'll forgive us. We wonder if we've lost our salvation. We're trying to do altar calls every week and get saved over and over. We're freaked out about what does God think of me? And yet we're sinning just fine. So I think it shows you that a fear-based gospel uh, doesn't really inspire. And so what if we give God's grace a chance? People talk about cheap grace, and I'm just like, cheap grace? Wait a minute. It costs Jesus everything, and it's free to us. So I don't really see any room for cheap grace. That doesn't make any sense. And yeah. you know, then people say, oh, well, this is hyper grace. This is too much grace. And you know, that's ironic because at the beginning of this book, I, I show that three times in the New Testament, uh, God uses the prefix hyper uh, to actually describe his grace. Uh, hyper just means overabundant or in excess. And clearly in the scriptures, we're seeing that grace is uh, is enormous. It's grace upon grace. Um, there's uh, this abundance of grace that Romans talks about. You know, Paul even says, should we go on sinning so that grace will increase? And of course, his answer is no, don't go on sinning. You, you died to sin. How can you live in it any longer? But I would just have us notice Hey, grace doesn't uh, run out. You don't. Uh, the blood of Jesus is not exhausted. You, you don't take God by surprise here. Um, but what pe- people miss, I think, Tim, is that you can be forgiven and miserable, and you can be righteous and miserable because of the choices you're making. So the reason to to choose upright living is not because your forgiveness is in danger. No, the reason to choose upright living is because sin will make you miserable and, and you're you're not made for it anymore. Yeah. And of course, all the ramifications that come from the choices that we make. I mean, they're, they're real right. too, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. Earthly consequences are everywhere. Dr. Andrew Farley, author of the book, The Grace Message, Is the Gospel Really This Good? Our guest today on the Tim DeMoss Show. Keep our conversation rolling in just a moment on AM560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560, WFIL, and WFIL.com. AM560, WFIL.com, and on the app, you're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for tuning in. Our guest is Dr. Andrew Farley. The book's called The Grace Message. Is the gospel really this good? There are a lot of things uh, that, that enter my mind, even before I began reading, and you've touched on a lot of them, and there's no way we could cover. I, it, I will say this. The book feels very dense to me. Like, if a person even read a couple of pages, they'll get a lot, and uh, I, I want to encourage people to think that way, and it may take some time, just like you said at the beginning, how you struggled, and it took a number of years, really, to to let it sink in and understand it. That where maybe where I should mention before I forget that you have a radio show in the evenings on Sirius XM. People could always listen yeah. and, and digest more that way too, right? Yeah. So five nights a week at uh, eight o'clock Eastern, we have this uh, radio program. It's live. It's call in. You never know what you're going to get. People call in about uh, their personal problems going on in their lives. They call in about a scripture passage that's really plaguing them. You know, what about this verse? What about that verse? So it's an exciting thing. I, it's my favorite thing that I, I do every day. I, I just love it. And, uh, you know, it's it's like you're a fly on the wall in the middle of this conversation. So they can, you know, your listeners can check it out. We're on Sirius XM nationwide, and then we're on a few hundred stations. But they can they can also listen and watch live uh, right there at our website uh, at at thegracemessage.org. Okay, that's good. That's because it's an ongoing thing. 
I think even just part of the Christian life, encouragement is necessary, and it can be helpful to hear something more than once, even multiple times. Do you think, and you you were saying this a second ago a little bit, I think, do you think sometimes people may confuse the grace of God, which covers you, as you said, from start to finish, it's not just, uh, okay, I have a ticket on the heaven train, now the rest of this life is something else, but also with other aspects of being his child, like his discipline to help shepherd you. Like they, they mix, they think grace is, like when you're talking about grace, you're you're watering down everything rather than realizing they're going to uh, be time, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's a perfect fit together. So I would say there's even grace in his discipline and grace and discipline are not opposites. They, they're, it's the same God uh, with the same treatment of us. So I've never, you know, Tim, I've never had a life coach like this before. God comes along and he says, I'm going to keep no record of your wrongs, but I'm going to train you for the future and never punish you for the past. And so that's that's God's loving discipline. And I don't know if we've ever had that perfectly modeled for us on planet Earth by anybody. Uh, but you're right. I mean, it, it, it all fits together. Discipline is not the opposite of grace. Discipline is absolutely compatible with God's grace. And when when somebody erases your track record and somebody says, I'm not going to keep any score with you, and I'm going to keep no record of your wrongdoing. And then they say, but I'm going to come alongside you and counsel you and guide you and mold you and shape you into a, a, a better future with better attitudes and perspectives. I mean, that's what love is all about. Yeah. You know, uh, your book has lots and lots of stories, uh, including the folks who get upset, you know, and they're not sure what to do with when they hear you maybe speak in a church or at a conference. There was one about a guy standing next to you in the restroom (laughs) that was pretty funny. (laughs) Yeah. So this guy had a question about theology and he just wouldn't let it go. We were in a break (laughs) uh, and I, I went to the restroom and he went with me and I uh, it was in there probably five minutes and he stayed in there five minutes. And then I said, Hey man, how about we, uh, how about we pick up this conversation in just a few minutes? And sure, and sure enough, he waited outside the door of the restroom for me. And as soon as I got out, we continued. Uh, but yeah, the book is filled with stories that are uh, humorous at times. Uh, there's one story where, uh, you know, a couple thousand people in Canada are listening. Uh, I'm teaching on a Sunday morning at this church and a guy in the balcony stands up and starts yelling in the middle of the church service, yelling at me in opposition. And uh, then, well, an hour later in the hallway, he's apologizing hmm. for his outburst. But yeah, there's a lot of pushback on God's grace. And uh, I've been teaching this for a few decades now. And certainly it's not boring, Tim. It, it gets pretty interesting at times. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Andrew Farley, our guest today on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL in Philadelphia. The grace message is the gospel really this good. Uh, as a, As you think back after the book has been completed and is now out. Uh, how do you feel about it? Like as far as, uh, you know, labor of love, excited and all that. And, and did it turn out really how you'd hoped? Oh yeah. I mean, it, it is really thrilling to me. We, we worked on it for about uh, a year and a half and to have it come out just two weeks ago. Uh, it's a pretty exciting time. We've, we've already gotten an awesome response from people all over the world, uh, emails and, 
uh, messages in our inbox about the book and even just reading the Amazon reviews. It's really encouraging to see that, uh, you know, people who are new to the gospel or very seasoned Christians who've been believers for decades, but maybe they're feeling dried out, burned, burned out and dried up and just looking for deeper answers. Uh, that's why I wrote the grace message. And uh, it's encouraging to see it get out there. It's really interesting to me as I read through it also how you uh, maybe this is just a uh, you know glory to God over time as you've been learning you're able to explain things fairly quickly using scripture uh there's a there's a saying i guess if it takes you too long to explain something you probably don't know what you're talking about if that yeah. makes sense right if and yeah. if, if you can explain something in a few sentences it shows that you have it clear in your head and you're able to ex- express it to someone and that happens over and over as i was reading through that's why i said earlier you could read just even a single page or maybe two pages, and be like, okay, we could talk about this for half an hour here, or, or an hour, or all night, you know. So that I mean, I want to encourage you with that because that's how I came away from the book. I think readers will find that to be true as they read through it as well. Oh well, thank you for saying that. Yeah, you know, uh, it's been about three decades now that I've been sharing the message of God's grace, and I, over the years, I've learned how to uh, make it simple and straightforward so that anybody can get it. I. You know, the gospel was shared uh, early on. It was shared by fishermen. Uh, they didn't have PhDs, so to speak. And uh, so I, I think we got to approach this message of Jesus like little children. And uh, ultimately, it shouldn't be complicated. It should be very easy and light, as as Jesus said it is. If you have a couple other seconds here, I just I had jotted down a couple things from the book and just to even run by you randomly. But this, as an example, there was one part where you wrote, um, certainly about the Old Covenant and the New Covenant, and especially as described mm-hmm. in Hebrews. And uh, I think one of the quotes was, the New Covenant's not about you and your dedication, your commitment, or your faithfulness. It's actually about God's faithfulness to himself. That's what secures you. That's Yeah, a- <laughs> yeah. So a lot of people don't really think about that. But the Old Covenant was Moses comes down from the mountain, And he reads the law to everybody and they say, we will obey everything. And I call that the first promise keepers convention. (laughs) Uh, And the problem is they started smelting a golden calf and they were breaking their promises pretty early. So under the new covenant, it's not about us and our dedication and commitment and our promises. Uh, It's really, you know, scripture says God could swear by no one greater. So he swore by himself. Now, growing up, I was not allowed to swear to God. If I swore to God, my mom would have me in trouble in a heartbeat. But there's one guy who can swear to God, and that's God himself. And that's what the new covenant is. It's like you being smack dab in the middle of a promise that God made to God. So on one side, you've got his faithfulness. And on the other side, you've got his faithfulness. And that's what really maintains and sustains our salvation. And that's why the new covenant is, is so incredible. One of the lines also that I thought just, it was kind of humorous, but uh, but also I never thought of it this way. It says, it takes no faith at all to simply obey some rules and regulations from the law. It, it, you yeah. know, pe- people, including myself, my pastor once said, uh, when God invites you to dinner, you at least want to bring the rolls. Kind of the, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. So this this was a great way because you're so committed, like you're so unwilling to latch onto God's grace because you're afraid for whatever reasons or something, but you but you're so committed to something that actually like keeping rules. That I'd never heard it said that way. It takes no faith 
to simply obey some rules. It really doesn't yeah. take any faith at all. You're, if anything, your faith's in yourself. It's, right. but it's not in God. It's you're just trying to accomplish something by doing A, B, C, D, F, G. Yes, exactly. So, I mean, Galatians actually says that it literally says the law is not of faith. And that that's what I think a lot of people miss. They're trying to mix law and grace today. And yet Paul said the law is not of faith. And, you know, people were saved by faith even before the law. We go back to that gentleman named Abraham. And of course, that salvation by faith uh, happened before Moses. So before there ever was any law, before Moses was ever born, before any of that ever happened, people were justified by faith. And that's how we're right with God today. So I, I like to say the law is just like a mirror. I mean, the law showed up on the scene to say, hey, look in this mirror, and it's going to show you the dirt on your face. But I don't know anybody who you know, rips the mirror off the wall to try to scrub their face. Uh, so, you know, the law shows us our sin, but it's not our solution. It doesn't clean us. And that's why we have to call upon Jesus to be saved. And then, you know, why, why, why would we go back to the law after we've got Jesus? So flirting with Moses is cheating on Jesus. Yeah. And maybe we could end on this too. One of the things you talked about, uh, which I'd never thought of it this way either, the, the part about uh, you think you wrote about your wife and her love of family trees and lineage. Uh, oh, share, yeah. share about that because that also, I think, ties into the change of the priesthood. Yeah, so Jesus ha had the wrong paperwork uh, to be a priest under the law. Uh, if you look at the requirements in the Old Testament, uh, if you were going to serve as priest, then you had to be a Levite. Um, and, you know, Jesus was born in the tribe of Judah. So I like to say he had the wrong passport. He had the wrong lineage, the wrong heritage, and God did that on purpose. What he was saying was, hey, if you're going to call upon Jesus from the line of Judah, then you can't go back and grab a little bit of Moses to mix in with your Jesus because Moses would say, hey, wait a minute. Jesus is not of the right tribe to serve as a priest under the law. So when there's a change of priesthood, there has to be a change of covenant. And so that's why we need to be consistent, let go of the old covenant, hold on to the new covenant and recognize Jesus alone as your high priest. I think the, the scripture you put in that part of the book was uh, Hebrews seven twelve. for when the priesthood is changed, the law must be changed also going from the old to the new. And again, that's, that's something that people, I'm sure you've heard it all. You, know, you write about it too. What about the 10 commandments? What about all the, yeah, we don't have to, you know, sacrifice animals and worship service, thankfully, but, but <laughs> Ten Commandments, we have to keep all those. And he, like they're picking out the parts that seem to make the most sense. And uh, Yeah. Yeah. So with that, I mean, you know, you got 613 regulations in the Old Testament. And it seems like here in North America, we've said, OK, I get it. Uh, you know, I'm free from the sacrificial system. I don't have to worry about that. I'm free from the wardrobe uh, restrictions. I can go ahead and wear polyester and all that, uh, you know, but I, I'm still under these 10 commandments. Well, if you're not careful, then basically what you're saying is, okay, I'll trust Jesus as my sacrifice and I'll trust Jesus as my freedom for what to wear. But when it comes to morality and ethics and stealing and lying and cheating on my spouse, I'm going to trust Moses and tablets of stone for that. Uh, so what are we doing? I mean, we're we end up cherry picking from God's law 
And the whole point of the law is it's an all or nothing. I mean, James said, if you keep the whole law, stumble in one point, you're guilty of all of it. And Galatians says you're under a curse if you're under the law, because cursed is everyone who doesn't obey everything. So if you've got a stealing problem or a cheating problem or a lying problem, how about we trust Jesus, not Moses? Amen. Amen. Dr. Andrew Farley, been our guest on the Tim DeMoss Show today. The grace message is the gospel really this good. And we've had a wonderful time and uh, just been able to touch on a fraction of the book. So I encourage people to check it out, thegracemessage.org for more info. And again, you can catch uh, Dr. Andrew Farley on Sirius XM each weeknight at 8, you said it was? Yes, 8 Eastern. That's right. Okay. That's great. Hey, it's uh, it's great to have you on. Thank you for taking time to to share with us and to hang out and and, and thank you for writing the book as well. Hey, thank you, Tim. I had a great time. I appreciate it. Sure thing. God bless you. Have a great rest of your day. You too. Dr. Andrew Farley, the book, The Grace Message, Is the Gospel Really This Good? TheGraceMessage.org for more info. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show on AM560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. Live and local, it's The Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM560, WFIL, and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. AM560, WFIL.com, and on the app, listen to the Tim DeMoss Show as we come down the home stretch of our fine broadcast. A couple quick things to remind you of. A week from today, it's WFIL's Pastors Appreciation Breakfast. We're really looking forward to this. Thursday, March 31st, the official date. We uh, had the most recent in-person breakfast in 2019. It's been a while. Didn't have one in 2020 at all. And then I think in 2021, we had a virtual event, which was real good, but it's uh, it's going to be another step forward to have a chance to be together in the same room, especially Pastor Paul Shepard, our uh, featured speaker. He's from Destin for Victory, which is WFIL's Ministry of the Month, by the way. You can catch the program weekdays at 2.30 p.m., also later tonight at 9.30 p.m. Pastor Paul is going to share from God's Word, and as he indicated on our show the other day, he likes to shoot straight. He doesn't like to pontificate. Just very practical and has a great sense of humor as well. So we're looking forward to that a week from today. Going to have great food, fellowship, music, prizes. There's some workshops uh, as well. you got to sign up ahead of time. But the whole thing is free on top of all that. So we encourage you to please let your pastor know to come out for that morning and be encouraged. Enjoy the food. Enjoy the fellowship. Enjoy everything. And be energized and refreshed a week from today. Check out the uh, registration page right on our homepage at WFIL.com. Let your pastor know to sign up. I did mention WFIL's Ministry of the Month for March is Destined for Victory with Pastor Paul Shepard. Every listener gets access to stream the video sermon, Get Your Hopes Up, where Pastor Paul shares why each of us should live with a renewed sense of faith and hope, even in the midst of difficult times. Every weekday, we're giving away Pastor Paul's latest book, Lessons from the Vineyard, on how believers can partner with the Holy Spirit to develop godly character and bear good fruit. And there are a set of five booklets on a range of topics that each weekday winner gets as well. And uh, on top of that, there's a grand prize of a Google Nest Hub Max, featuring a 10-inch screen, HD, by the way, powerful stereo speakers. You can use it to stream music, listen to podcasts, do Zoom calls, all that stuff. Get yourself entered at WFIL.com. And while you're there, feel free to tool around. Uh, I mentioned this at the beginning of the show, but I want to close with this also. If you would, if ever you would, partner with us 
as we seek to be a blessing in this world. Right now, we'd, I'd like to have a special, I guess, appeal or just ask if you'd be willing to help out in our partnership with Save the Children. You know, we work with a lot of different ministries over the course of a given year, and we plan it all out. We want to kind of space them out. We want to do some good, you know, not just take in all the wonderful messages you hear on the station, but we also want to encourage you to do something with what you're hearing. So this is one way you can. It doesn't have to be this way, but... uh I think this time around, uh, we're having a little more difficulty making some progress. And I think part of the problem, I would call it a problem, but there's so much going on in the world, it's kind of hard to galvanize everyone's attention, if you will, and, and move forward in a specific direction. So uh, our our specific partnership with Save the Children right now is to help children suffering from severe acute malnutrition. And that's going on whether or not there are wars in other parts of the world or energy, pro- gas prices or whatever else. This is not, that doesn't stop. So we're not going to alter what we're talking about just because maybe there are a lot of other things going on, which are also very important. If you'd like to help, it's pretty simple. You give a call or go to our site and help out financially, whatever you can do. A $60 one-time contribution covers the cost of one child, helping pull a child back from the brink of starvation. That's at the core of what we're talking about. Or you could do $5 a month for a year. Either or, whatever is easier for you. If you can do more than that, that's wonderful. If it's less than that, that's fine too. It all adds up. Our goal as a WFI listening family is 200 children, and we're at 60, which is amazing. When you really think about it, that's quite a thing. Be encouraged to add yourself into that mix, even if it's 5 or $10 one time. If you can make that monthly, that's a child or two right there. Someone could do... a month that covers six children. It really doesn't have to be too difficult for us to get to that 200 mark, uh, but we have had some struggle in the last week or two. So I put that out to you. Here's the number, 855-863-5492, 855-863-5492. Again, 855-863-5492, or right in our homepage where we post the scoreboard every day at WFIL.com. 60 have been accomplished so far. 140 more children we're looking to help rescue. Would you step up and say, all right, I'll do one. Count me in. I'm in. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you for your consideration. Thanks to all those who have helped out. And thank you for your prayers about all this too, uh, for the the ministry of working with Save the Children and for this show and for our station. We, we, We know people are praying and we greatly appreciate that. It's very, very important. Thanks for listening in. That'll do it for today. Alistair Begg, Truth For Life is on the way in just a moment. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. Thanks for listening to The Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560, WFIL, and at WFIL.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.